With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Opposition Research Podcast here on HawkeyeNation.com. My name is Andrew Downs. Each week I will find a beat reporter, blogger, or broadcaster that covers Iowa's upcoming opponent. If you have a suggestion for who I should talk to in a given week, or if you have questions you'd like me to ask, you can find me on Twitter at Andrew C. Downs. It is game week. Oh, glad to have it back. Of course, Iowa opens the 2020 season with a road trip to Purdue, a 2.30 kick this Saturday afternoon. Uh, right now, last check, Iowa a three-and-a-half point favorite. My guest today covers Purdue for the Journal and Courier. Once again, it's Mike Carmen. Mike, thank you for the time. Thanks for having me. Yeah, the biggest story, other than actually having a game, and, and thank God we actually have a game to talk about, seems to be that head coach Jeff Brom has tested positive for COVID-19 and therefore will likely not be in attendance this weekend. Uh, Iowa fans have gained a lot of respect for Brom as he's been able to out-scheme the Hawkeyes with a lot of success over the past few years. How big a deal is it that he won't be on the sideline this Saturday? Well, uh, to say it's not a big deal, I think, would be, be inaccurate. It's just a matter of the level of a big deal that it is. I mean, Jeff is the play caller. That's number one, and he's the head coach. Uh, so he has a rhythm to his play calling, uh, being on the sideline. Uh, so, you know, it'll probably have some effect, but, you know, they do have a, they've had a full week to prepare. His brother Brian, uh, who is on the headset during the games, will be the, the acting head coach and also the, the play caller. Uh, so there'll, there'll be some similarities, but to say there won't be some sort of disruption somewhere, uh, I don't think you could say that. I think there probably will be something, but it's just a matter if they can mask it over and it's, it doesn't become a big deal, but yeah, not having your head coach there to make decisions and understand what he wants to do in certain situations. Um, you know, I think I think it can have a negative effect on Purdue. You know, last week a lot of the talk nationally was around Nick Saban and, and his positive test and uh, what he would be able to do on game day. Would he be able to text into coaches? Could they set up aside a, a box up in the press area for him to kind of stay isolated but still be on a headset? Is there any talk about that? Is, is there any idea right now uh, what Jeff Brom's role will be on Saturday during the game, if any? Uh, it's unclear exactly what his role will be, but I, I don't anticipate the Big Ten allowing any kind of outside communications. Um, and I think that's more of a standard rule across the board, COVID or no COVID. Uh, I just don't think you, you want, you know, it's like a baseball team sending uh, a coach or somebody out to the outfield to steal, to steal the catcher's signs, uh, stuff like that. I just don't feel like, um, that that is something that should be permitted, um, and plus, when, you, when you're dealing with COVID, you know part of the part of the protocols are that Jeff needs to stay isolated where he's at. I mean, getting out, and moving around is probably not the best thing uh, for him or for everybody else. Uh, so yeah, I'd be surprised if there's some 
communication during the game. Now, will there be communication before the game at halftime and things like that? Probably, uh, because that's that's probably the way it's going to work. Uh, but you know, we're we're unclear exactly where Jeff will be. I would assume he'll be at home um, uh, during the game, and you know, they'll they'll kind of take it from there. As we look at Purdue here in Iowa, we see a, a two-headed monster at wide receiver, and you know maybe the the best wide receiving tandem, and certainly in the Big Ten, maybe even in the country, in Rondale Moore and David Bell. But but the, uh, there's a big question right now as to who will be throwing them the ball. Uh, I know that you don't have the answer; you weren't given the answer this week as to who the starting quarterback will be. And I, I believe it's there's there are three guys that that are kind of vying for this job. What can we expect from each of these three guys? Well, first of all, I, I think it, it'll either be Jack Plummer or Aiden O'Connell. They have they have the experience uh, in Brom's system from last year. Both played, uh, both played as a result of injuries to somebody else. Uh, so they have they have that kind of experience. O'Connell finished the year after Plummer uh, suffered a broken ankle against uh, uh, Nebraska, and Plummer did play against Iowa last year, and he was I think thirty for fifty, three hundred twenty some yards, a couple touchdowns, and a pick. Uh, so you know he put the ball up a lot, but Rondell Moore was not part of that equation. So I, I think I think it's probably down to those two. Uh, the third is Austin Burton, a graduate transfer from UCLA. He's more of a, a runner, uh, gives him a different element. I could see him as a change of pace guy. I think Burton eventually plays this year at some point. I just don't know if he plays Saturday. Uh, so yeah, with with Plummer and O'Connell. You have two guys that do know Brom's system, uh, do know where the ball needs to go on a consistent basis, uh, and I think either one, uh, you know, I think either one gives them a, a good chance to, to start the game off strong, and that's kind of what Purdue needs to do. They 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 just can't fall behind and uh, and and put everything on the shoulders of a starting quarterback or some other phases. Uh, in, in the game, but I think you know Plummer and O'Connell have proven that they're they're capable of, of handling the job. I know it's hard with this strange offseason, no non-conference warm-up games. We we haven't seen Iowa or Purdue for that matter. We don't know what uh, kind of rust there will be or, or any of this stuff. But as you look at Iowa's team right now, uh, what is something that you think Purdue can exploit about the Hawkeyes? Well, I mean, you have a new starting quarterback. That would be one. But beyond that, I'm not sure. I mean, the Iowa's group of receivers, uh, I think I added it up, and I think probably everybody knows, more than 160 combined catches last year. I mean, that's a talented group. Uh, good running backs, good offensive line. Uh, you know, Purdue has changed defensive coordinators and defensive coaches, uh, going with Bob Diaco, a former Hawkeye linebacker. Uh, so we're not clear exactly what we'll see out of Purdue's defense uh, this season because, you know, they've toyed with a 3-4, They'll probably play more four three, but it's just an alignment that uh, Purdue hasn't hasn't played uh, in the last few years. Uh, you know, if you if Purdue can somehow uh, rattle the quarterback a little bit, uh, get him off his game, get him off his spot, stop the run, force him into second and third and long situations. You know that that might that that, that would benefit Purdue, and, and uh, Purdue's going to have to figure out a way to to score. And Jeff Brom has done a good job scheming. Uh, against Iowa's defense, finding that that cornerback that's not on par with the other cornerback and going after him and, and attacking him with the deep ball. And uh, we'll see if that still plays out again on Saturday. 
Obviously, no uh, public tickets will be on sale for any Big Ten games, at least not for the foreseeable future. Uh, and, and we learned, I think, in the last 24 hours or so that uh, teams will be allowed to pump in some low-level crowd noise. Um, <laughs> what do you expect the, the atmosphere to be like at ross Aid Stadium Saturday afternoon? Like a spring practice game. <laughs> Probably what they draw for a spring practice. Actually, they would draw more for the spring game yeah. than what they're going to have. Because you're just going to have family and friends, and I think each each player is limited to four tickets. Uh, you'll have some support staff personnel and their families hanging around. But, I mean, if you have more, you know, if there's more than, you know, 1,000 people there or 2,000 people there, uh, the one thing I'm unclear on is, you know, is can visiting teams uh, bring fans? Can or is there a pass list for the players from Iowa to to get their parents in? So I, I've read where Ohio State is allowing 400 tickets to the visiting team, mm. uh, and Ohio State I think their maximum was like six six seventy six eighty or something like that. So you've got about a thousand fans at, at, at Ohio Stadium. Uh, so yeah, Purdue. Uh, you know, there's a thousand people there, but there's not going to be much of an atmosphere. And I know that the, they'll be able to pump in some murmurs and <laughs> things like that uh, to, to help. I, I wish they would do it. I, I just wish they would let the band in. Yeah, I mean, it just it just makes in, in a in a sixty thousand seat stadium. You know, you you can put your parents and your support personnel people on one side, put them in a section, and then on the other side, you can just you know socially distance the band out across the way just give the place some atmosphere give the place a feel that it's somewhat college football and you know you can get the school song and stuff like that going just you know do that instead of pumping in fake crowd noise but you know this is what we deal with hopefully after a week or two they relax the standards a little bit and uh, let some of this stuff uh, happen uh, assuming that uh, the Big Ten can continue to play games uh, for the next eight or nine weeks. Are you lucky enough to be among the thousand people in attendance, or will you be watching on the couch like the rest of us? Well, I think uh, I think I got approved for a credential. Good, good. So I think I'll, <laughs> I'll be there. And that's, you know, another thing, just navigating that whole process will be will be different. But you know, we've we've had to do a lot of different things in 2020, and this. Uh, this is just added to the list. Well, I wish you luck uh, as far as all of that goes, and uh, and hopefully you get to see a good game. It's good to be talking about football. It's good to be on game week and then have actual games to talk about, and uh, and I appreciate your time as always, Mike. Well, thanks for having me. You can follow him on Twitter, at uh, Carmen underscore JC, Mike Carmen from the Journal and Courier. And there it is. We are back. It is game week. Keep up with everything going on at HawkeyeNation.com. We'll have podcasts, articles, all of that good stuff. Uh, Be sure to check your feed after the game Saturday. I'll have an instant reaction podcast ready to go one way or the other. Hopefully a celebratory instant reaction podcast uh, as Iowa gets off to a, a good start, hopefully, in their season opener. Thank you so much for listening, and go Hawks.